Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 8th, 2023, and today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page, in chapter six, into action, on page 85, the first paragraph. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action, ending with, it is the proper use of the will, reading that whole paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Devorah F., for the 12 traditions, Johnny C., and reading the text are Susan S.H. and Loretta H., and Martha Z. is our backup. The newcomer greeter is Reva P., and the host of the second hour is Chris G. The reference numbers for Wednesday, June 7, 2023, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,328, that's 20328. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 20,329. That's 20329. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Devorah S. to read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning. This is Devorah S. in New Jersey. We're covered and welcome everyone to, to this meeting. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with him. As we understood him, praying only for our knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Devorah S. Okay, I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions. 
Good morning. This is Joni C., gratefully recovered but not cured from Minnesota. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, The only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much, um, Joni C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in chapter six on page 85, the first paragraph. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action, ending with, is the purpose, it is the proper use of the will, I'm sorry, uh, one paragraph only. And I will ask Susan S.H. to begin reading. Good morning, thank you, Katie. This is Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in St. Mary's, Ohio. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. 
We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day we must, when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the world, of the, of the will, sorry. It is the proper use of the will. There's so much in this paragraph. Um, it is very full of things I need every day. I have in the sidebar, surrender, which is what the whole paragraph points to, to me, tells me what I need to continue, to continue to re- receive these miraculous results. It discusses my... Um, Neutrality around food as a daily reprieve. I give thanks every day for this miraculous daily reprieve. I never dreamed when I was deep in the disease that I could be free day by day from the constant thought of food and the misery that that caused me. The directions are very clear. What we have to have with us constantly is how can I best serve? How can I best serve? These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. And this is the proper use of the world, of the, of the will. I don't know why I keep trying to change that word, but um, it's a beautiful paragraph. I've loved it every time I've read it with a sponsor or a sponsee. It always points to letting go and letting God, which was pretty tricky for me at first. But I have seen the results. And I have come to depend and trust every day that I can trust a higher power's will for me, mine is flawed. But when I use my will to turn back to a higher power, life is good. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm so grateful to be a part of this today. I'm so grateful to know where to turn for direction. And uh, that's what I have today, and I will pass with that. Okay, thank you, Susan S.H., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who would like to share on this first paragraph on page 85? Katie G. from Boston. Rivka R. Katie from Baltimore. G. Rivka R. Dorita P. Dorita P. Blanca okay. B.G. Blanca B.G., okay. Morgan K. Morgan K. Kendall M. Kendall M. Is that what you said? Okay. Anyone else? Okay. Let's go with that lineup. Katie G, Rivka R, Dorita P, Blanca BG, Morgan K, and Kendall M. Go ahead, please, Katie G. 
Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston, and it is so easy to let up on my spiritual program of action and rest on my laurels, and my laurels are my past success. I think for me, the biggest lie um, in this program that has been so easy to worship is my idolatry of being thin, right, and um, using the program of Overeaters Anonymous to be thin and to be successful and to be recovered, you know, and be like, wow, I am recovered now, so I no longer need to do the things that I did before. And somebody taught me once that I do today what I did on day one. And what happened for me, you know, and it happened very publicly, it happened with all of you, I was screaming on the line. I'm sure some of you are chuckling because you remember. I was screaming on the line to be right. I was screaming on the line to be heard. And I wasn't screaming because I'm a bad person. I was screaming because I was really trapped. I had stopped being honest. I had used exercise as a means of getting to what I thought was the vision of God's will for me which as a stay-at-home mom, it became, you know, I'm going to be an athlete, and I wanted to be an athlete, and that was the most important thing. And then the more insecure I got, the thinner I got, the more insecure I got. And the problem is that food is a subtle foe. And I can think, oh, I'm I'm not eating flour and sugar. But last time I checked, this isn't No Flour, No Sugar Anonymous. It's Overeaters Anonymous. Right, and there are three parts of abstinence, right? Compulsive uh, ingredients, but also compulsive food behaviors. And so getting to the point where I was looking like I was straight out of the Holocaust, I was not asking God how I can serve him. You know, I wanted to serve me. And I have to tell you the most amazing thing today is that not, you know, not that I've restored 15 pounds to my body, probably more, although that is a miracle for me, for a girl like me, to be an average girl and to not be the thinnest girl in the room, that's pretty great. Um, but I can exercise my willpower today. I can ask God, how can I be of service? How can I be a wife? How can I be a mom? And that is my service today, getting off the line, helping sponsees, but helping my husband, helping the humans that God has blessed me with. And I don't do it perfectly. But man, I got to work on this program, entire abstinence, three calls a day, quiet time program, like all of that. But most importantly, how can I best serve you, God? Whenever I am disturbed, how can I best serve you, God? Thy will, not mine, be done. And I don't stay clean from yesterday's recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you, KDG. Sorry, I lost my phone. Okay, Rivka R., you're up, followed by Dorita P. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is Rivka R., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Baltimore. Thank you, Katie, for your service. And everyone on the line. Um, that sentence, thy will not mine be done, was the hardest thing for me to say. Like, I could not get those words out. It terrified me. If I did say it, I, I mumbled it half-heartedly because I was supposed to say it in a meeting, but, like, that was it. Like, it took me so many years, decades, really, to say those words. And I I think that's why I would always end up relapsing. Like, I couldn't get those words out. So when I came back uh, two and a half years ago, I, 
I knew things had to change, and that was one of them. I, I made a decision to say those words and mean it, to say it without cringing, to say it with conviction, and it changed my whole, my whole recovery. And I thought, like, why do I always think God's will has to be something painful and difficult and challenging and hard? Like, why can't I realize that God's will is supportive and caring and loving and has my best interests at heart? I mean, sometimes, you know, God's loving will is to bring up an uncomfortable or distressing situation so that I have an opportunity um, to really face something yucky in myself and, and, and grow by turning to him and allowing his light to change my perspective and heal my heart. And that's only for my benefit. I, I had a, kind of a, a, a funny um, God story that happened years ago when I was grappling with this. I said to a sponsor that you know, maybe God's will is for me to volunteer in a soup kitchen, and I don't want to volunteer in a soup kitchen. I mean, that's how self-centered I was. Anyway, and she said, well, maybe God's will is for you to help another compulsive overeater. And that very day, a guy knocks on my door, and I look out, and it's a you know disheveled, homeless guy. And he moves back to the sidewalk, and I, I open the door, and he said, ma'am, I'm really hungry. Could you make me a lunch? And I said, uh, sure, and I put a lunch together, and I handed it to him. I never saw him before. I never saw him again. But God arranged that day that I was able to give a homeless man a meal, and I didn't even have to go to a soup kitchen to do it. Like, that blew my mind. So I may not always know what God's will is, but I can always do the next right thing in front of me, and I certainly know what God's will isn't. God's will is not that I should be a slave to food or worship my emotions or hurt his kids, and I'm one of his kids. God's will is that I'd be happy, joyous, and free. And, yes, there is a price to pay. It does mean the destruction of self-centeredness, but one of the ways that I do that is by saying, Thy will not mine be done. It's one of the things that keeps me in fit spiritual condition because it keeps my ego right-sized, and I I acknowledge who's in charge, and I can trust and rely on God and live in gratitude instead of resentment, which I, I could never do before. I read a, a, Time, a beautiful, Okay, I'm going to finish with this. I, I read a beautiful line the other day. It said, a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. So I'm so grateful for the miracle of this program and all of you, and have a blessed day, everyone. I, I pass. Thank you, Rivka R. Okay, Dorita P., you're up, followed by Blanca B.G. Thank you. My name is Dorita P. from Ohio, and I'm grateful to be here. Uh, it's a privilege and honor to be at a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Everybody do not get this opportunity for whatever reason, and I'm really, really grateful. I have a seat here. Thank you so much for your service. Um, it is easy to let up on a spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Um, our past success. Thank you, Katie D., uh, our past success. I, I always said laurels, but and I never write in my big books. I never write in them, but I actually wrote in pencil above laurels, past success. Um, we are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. B. 
These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Yes, I, I'm really, really grateful. In fact, um, you know, I, I was saying that I'm in relapse, but I've decided or it came to me that every time I do something that, I don't know, pulls me out of relapse, I, I, I'm saying that I was in relapse. So I was in relapse. Um, and I've gained a whole lot of weight. In fact, I have not gotten on the scale um and I wasn't weighing myself even before, and I have not gotten on the scale. And I lost 100 pounds, and I probably gained maybe 80 of it back. I'm not even sure. But I know I've gained a whole lot of weight, and my health is affected. Um, you know, but I just want to uh, um, focus on this one line. Um, we're headed for trouble. We're not cured of alcoholism, and we're headed for trouble, and I was headed for, well, it, it was evidence, or it's evidence that I was headed for trouble, and I guess I didn't even realize it, um, and I'm just really, really grateful. I mean, I could go on and on, but the, the good news is that I'm here, and I'm here, and every day, like I said, every day that I do something toward my recovery, I say I was in relapse instead of saying I'm, I'm in relapse. Um, instead of saying I'm in relapse, and um, because I never, I can't, I guess I, I guess I grapple with that I'm in relapse, um, but I, I think that's better for me. Every every time I'm at a meeting or I'm doing some reading or meditating or praying, I was in relapse, even if I just been, you know, a, a minute ago. You know, it's a daily thing and it's a moment. Thing. Time, Mo Thank you, moment by moment. And I'm just really grateful to be here, and I'm glad everybody is here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Dorita P. Okay, Blanca BG, you're up, followed by Morgan K. Blanca BG, we cannot hear you. I'm sorry, can I be heard now? Yes, you can. Oh, uh, good morning, everyone, brothers and sisters in program. Thank you, moderator, for taking this meeting. Um, this is a very uh, vital, vital uh, paragraph. These words have always been so important to me. You know, it still amazes me that I take back my will. I mean, I entered the rooms when I was 48, and I'm 70 years old now. And yet I still want to control. I still want to take back my power. I still, in my addictive mind, there's that part of me, the monkey on my back that they say never rests. It's always out there doing push-ups, you know, in the parking lot that tells me, no, you can take it back. You can handle this now. When I, and when I look back on my life, I clearly was not able to handle anything. I clearly had control of nothing. And that's all I need to do. You would think, one would think, right, that that would be enough. <laughs> look at the uh look at the the uh the disaster, the uh mess that that was your life, you know, that was my life, and that that would tell me, but yet 
the addictive mind is so strong that it continues. My addictive mind is so strong that it continues to tell me, oh, it's okay. You can do this. You can do that. It's, it'll be all right. And it never is. And it never has been. And it never will be unless I am spiritually sound. Unless I give up my will completely. And that is not easy. This is uh, not, no one said this was easy. It's a simple program when one looks at it from up, from, from, you know, uh, just as an observer, but it is not, it never has been easy. So what I try to do is to be gentle with myself. An addiction, a lifelong addiction is not going to be cured overnight. And we do have those beautiful words, which are, this is every day is a reprieve. Every day we begin anew. And that is my mantra, and that has probably saved my life and kept me from going into that giant well of despair. This addiction will kill. It will kill, and I must stay vigilant. Kind of like being a soldier, isn't it? (laughs) Kind of like being a soldier. And on that, uh, thank you for letting me share. On that, I will pass. Thank you, Blanca BG. Okay, Morgan K, you're up, followed by Kendall M. Good morning. This is uh, Morgan K. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Manitoba, Canada. Um, good morning to everybody, and thank thank those who are of service on this meeting. Uh, yes, resting on our morals. I feel like I should have had a bumper sticker that said that coming into away from, you know, another program. And uh, that, that was me like, yeah, I know I need a sponsor. Let's get through this big book. Let's do those steps. Step four. Okay. Step five, you know, um, and, and I'd work the steps and then I would rest on my laurels. And I did that over and over again, in a way. Um, resting looked like, you know, managing my own recovery um, by myself, making decisions for myself. Um, God was not part of that. My sponsors were not part of that. I was just on my own, um, latching really onto any opportunity or reason to rest. Um, because the truth is that I'm lazy, um, when it comes to taking the actions in this program. Um, and that's something I didn't know about myself, you know, if I looked at my life, I would never have said, oh, uh, you know, she's lazy. But that is that is a character defect of mine because um, the truth is that I am undisciplined the most in recovery. Um, and I need God to discipline me, period. Um, and, you know, what I have is a daily reprieve. So every day I have to take the actions how can I best serve thee, thy will not mine uh, be done, you know, and and this is not automatic to me in any sense, like still every morning I get up at 5am and I'm like, oh my god, this is hard, you know, but then I pray and I meditate, I get into the big book, I work with the sponsee, I I show up to this meeting, and like, I'm telling you, like my day has changed um, and my life is changing and, and I am so grateful for that. And 
And yeah, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Morgan Kay. Okay, Kendall M, you're up, and then we'll open it up for more shares. Kendall M, we cannot hear you, star one. Hello. Yes, Katie, we can hear you. Hello. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. Well, I don't know what happened to Kendall, so let's just go ahead and open up more shares. If you have not shared in the last two days and would like to share on this first paragraph on page eight. Anita J. Anita Alex J. Alice, Alice W. Laura Z. Laura Z. Serena. Serena. Okay. I can take a few more. Anybody else like to share on this? Okay, well, let's take this group. Anita J. I'm sorry, say that again. Devorah S. Devorah S. Okay. Anyone else? Okay, I have Anita J. Ohio. I'm sorry, your name again, please, from Ohio? Um, Jessica from Ohio. Jessica S. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, moderator, you were cut off. What page are we on? We're on page 85, the first paragraph. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So we have six here. Let's go with this lineup. We have Anita J, Alice W, Mara Z, Serene S, Devorah S, and Jessica S. Okay. Go ahead, please, Anita J, followed by Alice W. Thank you so much, uh, Katie. Um, I'm Anita Jay. I'm in Massachusetts. <clears throat> and I'm recovered through the grace of God. And really, this, this vision for you meeting, I've been in since 1978. And it wasn't until 2014 that I put it down. Um, without breaks. I was a constant relapser because I really didn't believe what I was reading, which was, you can't have one and you can't control it. You need that higher power. You need God and the total difference in me now. It isn't, okay, you have to get up and do this. You know, read this, think this saying, do this. It said, I want to. It, God has blessed me. You know, I was 42 when I walked into this place. And I'm in my 80s now. I'm past 40. I'm past double. And it isn't um, that I have to be here. There's no other place I'd rather be. And God has plans. Who would think I would be? 
going well. You don't know Massachusetts, but there I was two days back down on Cape Cod with a friend, and guess what, an OA friend I've known for decades. And we sat out on our porch where she went walking around. I couldn't really do that. And all I did, my prayer, the only prayer I said was, thank you, God. Thank you, God, over and over and over. And um, I wasn't doing it because I had to. It was out of gratitude. And they have said that. If you can only pray one kind of prayer, it should be thank you. And uh, that's all. Anything else I'd say would just, you know, water down, be grateful. A grateful heart, as you said earlier, does not eat. And it thinks about other people and loves. It loves. I pass. Thank you, Anita J. And Alice W., you're up, followed by Maura Z. Um, hi, can can I be heard? Yes, Alice, we can hear yeah. you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, what a, what a wonderful reading. Thank you so much for your service. Alice W. from the UK. Um, one of them, you know, it says in here about resting on my laurels. That's just such a pitfall for me. Um, there's just been so many times and still times and probably always will be. Um, that I can rest on my laurels. I've, you know, wanted to stop recovery, stop doing step tens. Um, in the past, I've taken up vaping um, and basically thinking I'm normal and not a distinct entity. And this is the whole thing for me. You know, I am a distinct entity. I'm a bottom variety addict, compulsive overeater. And, you know, whenever I rest my laurels and just have this, this is part of my disease. And I think I'm normal. I think I can, oh, it's fine. I'll just do that. I'll do that later. I'm a little bit disturbed, but I'll, I just, you know, it's too awkward or embarrassing to remove myself to just quickly, you know, go and do a step 10 or something. But, and, um, you know, when it says about the daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, you know, the more I kind of go off track, you know, I become me without God. Um, and me without God, it's the thing about this disease, it's so subtle and quiet and baffling. And it's just, and, it, and it, it, my disease says to me, it's okay. It's all right. I'll just, you know, it's fine, you know. And um, the more I'm off my program, the more I'm going backwards, back down the steps. And, you know, the way, and then I see my behavior with my husband. Uh, my kids, you know, I'm fight. I'm a fighter. I get into fights <laughs> with everyone. And guess what? When I do, when I stop and I uh, listen to God and I pray and I, um, you know, do all the things that are suggested, it's better. And it's like it's not rocket science. I do it, and it's better. And it and uh, and then I have a better day. And I'm I'm you know working from place with from God, you know. And yeah, it's not perfect, but um, obviously, but it's so much better um, than anything I can do on my own will. So um, yeah, I'm just uh, you know, so I I only learn the hard way as well. Um, that's the problem. Um, I mean, there've been times when I've just wanted to have my, you know, not be sponsored, just go off. Uh, almost have a tantrum in program. Like I don't want to do this, and it's the problem is then I just end up on my bum, you know. Um, just 
and eventually just back in the food, food thoughts come back. So this is a subtle, cunning disease. Uh, that's the thing. And, and I forget, by the way, I forget everything. This is why I need this stuff every day. I forget every day. It's like Groundhog Day or like Finding Nemo. Actually, I have a friend who calls me um, Dory because I forget everything. And I am like Dory in Finding Nemo in this disease. Um, so I will leave it there. And it's just lovely to take part. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. Amora Z, you're up, followed by Serene S. Thank you, Katie. Amora Z here, gratefully recovered in Virginia, starting my timer. Um, what we really have here, what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. That means I don't wake up every morning and I'm just, you know, given this little gift. I have to work for this little gift, this huge gift in my life. I have to make sure that I spend some time working on my spiritual condition. I have to work at, at spending some time with the God of my understanding. I can't just assume that the prayers I did yesterday are going to hold through till today. Now, they might very well do so, but I can't make that assumption. I'm playing with fire if I make that assumption. I don't stay clean today on yesterday's shower. Why would I think yesterday's prayer are going to hold me through to today? I have to make sure I have that daily reprieve, and that daily reprieve is based on my spiritual maintenance. I have to work at this. This is not just a gift I get just because I'm Mora. This is a gift I get because of the work I've done. This is a gift I get because I have to admit that by myself I am nothing. I cannot do this by myself. I never have been able to. So I'm not going to all of a sudden wake up and be cured because we are never cured. We have a daily reprieve. I am blessed be on this line again this morning and I owe an apology by the way because I missed being on the line yesterday morning I forgot to check in to do my 12 traditions yesterday so I owe that amends to this meeting wanted to make sure I got that in um, but daily reprieve one day at a time this is the one day at a time program I don't get to live on my laurels I don't get to rest on my laurels and and I love that that definition was given the past successes because that's exactly what it is. That's my laurels. That's doing something fabulous one day and thinking it's going to carry me to the next day. I have to still do the work. This program requires I do the work. God wants me to be in a recovered state. He wants me to be of peace. I can only get that way by work daily, one day at a time, on my spiritual condition. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Maura Z. Serene S., you're up, followed by Devorah S. Oh, good morning. Serene S. here from New Hampshire. Uh, thank you so much for your service. Everybody who makes this meeting happen. Uh, I was going to read the exact same line, the previous woman, and instead of the shower analogy, 
I look like, I look at this, I've, I've completed the steps, I'm in the ladder steps. I brush my teeth at night, and I always brush my teeth again when I wake up, it, because it is a new day, it is maintenance, and then I brush my teeth at night. The integrity goes out, and what I have the privilege of doing, because I've been weeded in, and I, I do this work, and I've done the, the, the steps, with somebody else in the big book, I get to say, God, today, when I wake up, I'm driving to a conference where I saw the attendance list, and there's a woman who sued uh, me as well as a company I work for, um, and she's going to be there. You know, this was years ago, and I never thought I would see this woman again, and I'm neutral. I'm neutral because I ask God, who do you want me to be? You know, I pray for her, change me. Like, that just didn't happen. That's not like my idea. That was a result of doing the steps, surrendering. And, you know, when I go through the steps, I'm not interested in food. You know, I'm not interested in, oh, the two-second rule. I can pick this up off the floor and eat it. Like, that all has gone away. And that's one of the promises but I don't have a promise given to me where I also don't honor what is mine to do. And it's not that I, I don't have a feeling sensation about seeing this woman. I'm not going to avoid her. Um, not going to spend a lot of time with her. But I can say hello and be a power of example because spiritually, I don't know what's going on for her. I can use the sick person's prayer. But I love the fact that I am honoring God, the work I've done, and it says further in the reading, carry his will for us throughout the day. I have no idea, and yet I do. I know, as somebody else said, what it's not. And, uh, you know, I just am so grateful that, you know, one day at a time, daily reprieve, I get to choose. I get to choose. And uh, this meeting has been so invaluable, uh, you know, to me, for me. I, I make sure my sponsees are on this. Uh, I work with other people. So it stays fresh. I've got to look. What is it today I'm going to do to expand my God consciousness? And here I have an opportunity, which I'm grateful for. Thank you so much for letting me share. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Serena S. And Devorah S., you're up, followed by Jessica S. Hi, good morning, and thank you, everyone who makes this meeting possible. My name is Devorah S., and I'm recovered from New Jersey. And this paragraph is very invaluable. So many things over here that, um, that I need to keep in the forefront of my program. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. You know, how easy is that for me? You know, I've, I've been in program a long time. I've had years of accidents and then life happens and things can go, you know, it doesn't, I just don't wake up in the morning and decide I'm going to eat whatever. It's little by little things start, you know, letting, I let things go. And then all of a sudden I can be head on into a relapse. And, and you know, that's what happened to me a few months ago. I lost my mother, life happened, a lot of stuff going on, then my mother-in-law passed away, you know, just stuff. And, um, and 
and I wasn't abstinent anymore. Um, thank you, God, I'm back, and I'm recovered. Went through the steps with my sponsor, and I'm here today. But I need what I know what, what was going on, um, little by little. My daily decrease. I was I was I was not spending time with my higher power. Um, I wasn't sponsoring. You know all the things that we talk about in this program that keep me close to God. I wasn't doing my ten steps. You know all those things, and um, you know and you know, I could beat myself up, and but I really believe that that's, you know, God's will was for me to do that so I could become a better, closer relationship with my higher power. You know, every bite that I took led me closer to God, um, and I'm I'm grateful. Today I can live in gratitude. Um, went through the steps again, had a deeper meaning, getting a closer relationship with God, um, talking to a sponsor, reaching out to others. You know, all these things, and you know, when I say you know, the food is down. You know, I really believe that that's God's will for me today, keep my food down. That's a spiritual path for me to get to be abstinent, to stay abstinent, and to um, and to be here today um, and to be part of this meeting. Um, you know, I have I work, I have a job. Oh, I have so many opportunities throughout the day to bring God into my life, and I'm so grateful. You know, I. Part of the day, I work in an office. I'm I'm the woman that they see, the first person they meet when they walk into the when they walk into the building. And my smile, my welcoming smile, good morning, you know, is God's will for me today. You know, being helpful, um, greeting people happily. You know, all these things. How can I help you when I get pick up the phone? How can I help you? You know, getting out of myself and being of service. These are the things that brings me closer, and is, and that's what God wants for me today and for his children. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity and for the choices that I make each day, you know, to choose this way of life, to live Time, this please. way of life, to bring close, myself closer to God and to others. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah S. And Jessica S., you're up. So, Hi, good morning. Um, Jessica um, is from Ohio, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share this paragraph because it, it is the main reason why I always relapse. And the last time that I um, went through the stuff to my sponsor, she had me put this in the first person and kind of change some of the words so it would be more profound. So I'm just going to kind of like reread it in the first person. And she said that, you know, the first line is the, um, it's a warning, so hey, uh, I'm going to read. Uh, it, it is easy to let up up on um, my, my spiritual program of action uh, um, and, and wrestle on my uh, past achievement. I, I, I hope you can hear me okay because I had to put my phone down. Okay, I am, I am headed for trouble um, if I do for, for compulsive overeating. It's a stubborn foe. So I, am, I, am not, I am not cured of my compulsive overeating, what I what I really have is a day it's a daily reprieve contingent on the upkeep of the upkeep, and she said that because upkeep is like you're constantly doing things, so she changed that word maintenance because maintenance applies that we're still we're we're at the same pace and that's incorrect anyway. Uh, of my spiritual um, condition. That every day is a is a day when I must 
and I have must uh, highlight it and start here, carry the vision of God's will uh, into all of my activities. Uh, how how can I best serve the thy will not mine uh, be done? Um, and then these these are thoughts which must go which must go with me constantly. Uh, I I must uh, exercise. Wait a minute, I must exercise my will power among this line of um, if he wish. Uh, it is a proper use of the will. And even though I'm not sponsoring now because I relapse, I have to constantly think of others. I, you know, I wake up every morning um, before I do my morning uh, workout. Uh, I I read page eighty. I read page eighty six every day, even though I'm not on um, step loving. But I do it because I I found out in past that when I got to step love, I didn't want to do it. So right now it's just a habit. So I constantly have to think of myself. I constantly um, take 10-step calls. I constantly make out this call because I have to constantly think of myself. And when they said that um, that step 2 and 10 was the most underutilized step, it, it, that is true because when, when – and that's the main reason why I relapsed because when life got lifey, I started not doing 10. I started saying that I, I'm too busy for God, but you know what? All of a sudden, my disease says, well, you're not too busy for me. Time, please. And, and thanks, Katie. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Okay, so we have time for two more people. Who would like to share on page 85, the, per- the first paragraph? Yeah, it's easy to let up. Lisa. Lisa H. Pedro B. And Lisa um, H. Okay, I'm sorry. I got two people. I have Pedro and Lisa H. Go ahead, please, Pedro. Oh, good morning. Can, can I be heard? Yes. Oh, thank you, Katie. Thank for your service. Thanks, everyone, for, for being here. You know, this paragraph is uh, really important in my program. Uh, I feel that my picture should be right next to it because it is very easy for me to let up on the spiritual program, vast and rest on my laurels. You know, and not only is it easy to let up, it's also easy to stop. This is uh, uh, one of the most important paragraphs for me because this is a spiritual program of action. And as a lazy addict that I am, I don't want to take any action. I want to do it my way. You know, and this is great news too. You know, I I need to put this in the I statement. It is easy for me to let up on the spiritual program and rest on my laurels. I'm headed for trouble if I do, for all my addictions are sort of false. I'm not cured of alcoholism or any of my addictions. What I really have is a daily repeat content on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. Every day is the day when I must carry the vision of God's will into all my activities. How can I preserve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts that must go with me constantly. I can exercise my willpower along this line. All I wish this is proper. So this is great news. There's nothing wrong with my will as long as it's lined up. To God's will, and also tells me that. Uh, all I remember one of my sponsors telling me, all you need to do with your will is align your will to God's will, and you'll be okay. This is great need, great news. You know, keep it simple, Pedro. It's a simple program of actions. 
you know. In action is how I my life changes. I have to take different action that I'm taking, right? I have my thinking, my words, my action build my future, right? So I have to pay attention to my thinking. So I need to be in constant, constant. Uh, a connection with this power that wants me to be successful in this program, wants me to be successful at living my life. It wants me to be happy, joyous, and free. So either I am connected or I'm disconnected. And if I feel I'm disconnected, I'm probably disconnected. So I have to constantly be thinking, looking at my thought, my words, and my action. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Pedro. Okay, Lisa H., you're up. You'll be our last Good morning. share for today. Okay, okay Katie, um, thanks for your service this morning. This is Lisa H., um, greatly recovered, gratefully recovered in Memphis, Tennessee. And, right, this is a really special paragraph, and I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to be able to share on it this morning. Um, my sponsor, I, I mean, I don't know that she said it to me every day, but very often, we can't rest on our laurels. So what are you doing today? We can't rest on our laurels. So, you know, what is your spiritual, how's your spiritual condition? Well, how's your spiritual program today? Um, and, and that really stuck with me. Um, I was just having a conversation um, with a couple of fellows about this yesterday. You know, how am I uh, realizing I'm not, I'm never going to be cured. I am going to wake up every day a compulsive overeater. So, what am I going to do today? How am I going to serve others, serve God? Um, how am I going to, and also how am I going to nourish myself spiritually on a daily basis? You know, that, that 24 hour reprieve that I have, um, that the neutrality that I have, I'm safe and protected, but I only have a 24 hour reprieve. So what am I going to do today? Um, I, I remember in the beginning, just trying to get abstinent, I would literally pray, God, just for today, just for today, I'm not going to eat anything on this list. Just for today, I'm going to do fill in the blank. You know, um, that it's a, it's a powerful statement one day at a time, right? Because I only have a 24-hour reprieve. So how am I going to best serve God and the people around me? How am I going to nourish myself spiritually? And how especially am I going to do these things when I get fearful? I mean, my, my biggest, probably my biggest, the biggest character defect that comes up to me for me on a regular basis is fear. And I remember also my sponsor saying to me, you know, when I get to that place of fear, ask God in. Am I asking God to be with me when I'm going to do this? thing that I don't want to do. It could be making an amends. Um, who knows? could be any sorts of things. Um, I'm really good at projecting. And so when I project, I want to fix. I want to, I want to know what the outcome is going to be. And I'm not in today. I'm not staying in this moment where God is with me. Um, so I, I'm so appreciative of all the shares for today. Um, and that, that my sponsor showed me I can't rest on my laurels and how am I bringing God in? How am I bringing God into all my activities today? And again, like I said, just for today, God, I am going to do fill in the blank um, so that that helps me stay in fit spiritual condition 
and it helps me stay close to God um, and, and maintain this neutrality that I have, that I have this gift that I've been given. Um, and that's all I got. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Lisa H. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Thursday, June 8th, 7 a.m. meeting is 20,335. And I have a correction for yesterday's meeting. Um, the 10 a.m. meeting was 20,333. So if you need that number, that's what that one is. Um, okay, we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Loretta H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Katie, and good morning all, along with my precious God, who is saving my life, Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us, asking in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. Be sure that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellow. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you for letting me be.